This dynamic message is brought to you by Redemption in Jesus with Marco Bravo. All right, so here is the title of our message today. The true meaning of joy and how to live in it. Joy is a state of being, right? And how many of us find ourselves in a constant state of joy? I think it would be hard for most of us to say, I'm in joy all the time. Although, when we look at how the world defines joy, and how God and the Bible defines joy, I think our opinion may change. Amen? Because we all go through times of hardship, we go through times of just facing things that we don't want to face, and it's hard to be joyful the way the world defines joy in the midst of that. But we can be joyful in all things if we understand how God defines joy. Amen? How many of you are ready for some revelation about joy? How many of you are ready to learn something that you've never heard before about joy? Well, I believe that you will today because God wants us to live in joy. Well, what does biblical joy look like? So that's what we're going to look at today. Now, we didn't sing it today, but one of the hymns that we sing at Christmas, or Christmas time at least, is titled, Joy to the But we sing, Joy to the World. And how does the first line start? Joy to the world, the Lord has come. In other words, what we get from that, or what we get that the author is trying to say to us, is, is that we need to be in joy because Jesus has come. Why didn't he say happiness to the world, the Lord has come? Why didn't he say merry to the world, the Lord has come? Why did he pick joy? So guess how most secular dictionaries define the word joy. Let me show you that first, and then I'm going to show you how the Bible, how God defines joy. It's totally different. Because if you think about it, how does the world define joy? It's based on happiness, right? So let's have a look at the Oxford American Dictionary. Watch it. This is how the world defines joy. First of all, as a noun, in other words, a state of being, it is defined this way. A feeling of great pleasure and happiness. See that? And that's how sadly most Christians, most believers understand joy to be. So really what we say is, is that our joy is defined by how we feel, by how happy we are. So if we're not so happy, if we're not feeling great pleasure, then we feel like we're not in joy. Do you think that's how God wanted us to understand joy? No. Certainly not, and I'm going to show you that today. But that's in general how the world defines joy. And that's how most believers define joy. So the first thing was that as a noun, as a state of being, it is defined as a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. As a verb, in other words, how it's expressed, the action part of joy, it is rejoice, which means to feel or show great joy or delight. So that's how most people define joy. And in Christendom, in the church, I think many believers define joy the same way. And should we define it the same way? Is our joy determined 
by how we feel, by how things are going, by how pleased we feel, is that what determines our joy? Because if that's the case, then we're going to fluctuate all the time. Because as things change, then joy is going to change. And do you think that's how God designed His joy to be? No. He designed His joy to be constant no matter what we face. So we relate it to happiness and to pleasure, or the world at least does. But the Bible, however, gives us a different and clearer meaning of joy. And this is how God defines joy. Jesus, in actual fact, spoke of it and watches. John 15, verse 11. Watch what he says here. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And he says, These things have I spoken unto you. Watch this. That, watch what he says next. My joy might remain in you. So, the joy that you have should come from where? From Jesus, from God, right? It shouldn't come from the outside. It shouldn't come from people, from things, from situations, from circumstances. Our joy should come from the Lord Jesus, from God, right? And he says that my joy, in other words, the joy that you can get, the joy that you think you're able to achieve, the, the joy that you're able to enjoy, that's not going to work. You need my joy, he says. And I want it to remain in you. In other words, I don't want it to fluctuate. I don't want it to change based on what you face in life. I want it to be the same. That's why I'm giving you my joy, he says, right? And then watch what he says next. And that... Your joy, which is now his joy, that's become your joy. Is everybody with me? Yes. And that your joy might be one, full. In other words, I don't want you to, first of all, the joy that you need is my joy. And I want it to stay in you, to remain in you. And so much so that you feel like it's now your joy. But it's really his joy, which has become your joy, right? And he says, I want my joy that's in you, which is now your joy, I want it to be full. In other words, I want you to experience it to the max all the time. I don't want it to fluctuate, he says. Now, when we see that and we, see, we hear the words of Jesus, you have to ask the question, how on earth are we going to experience that kind of joy? I mean, if you walk out here and you hit your toe on the door, or the corner of the door, how do you remain in that joy? And how do you make sure it stays full? Can you see that it's got to be something above emotions, feelings, perceptions, above humanity, right? Well, let me show you. You see that word joy. I've got it in a different color then. I've got it in bold. Let me show you that word joy from the original, from the HELPS Word Studies Lexicon. And watch how it defines that word joy. Okay, so you have the verse on top there, and below is the definition. Okay? Watch how it defines the word joy. There's the number if you want to go study it. It's the word kara. You can also say C-H-A-R-A, depending on which uh, original text you're looking at. But it's the same thing. It's the word kara. Doesn't that sound familiar? Kariz? Kara? Can you see that? And here's how it defines it. Watch this. Joy, in other words, the word that Jesus used, is the word kara, which means, watch this, 
the awareness of God's grace, in God's favor, then it also means joy is grace recognized. How's that? Totally different to the way the world defines it, right? Totally different to the way most of us think and understand of joy. So let's replace what Jesus said while it's on the screen with what we've just seen as the definition, which is right there. You can see it. Okay? So you could say easily that this is what Jesus said. These things I have spoken unto you, that my awareness of God's grace might remain in you, and that your awareness of God's grace might be full. So, what is the bottom line? True joy, true biblical joy, is based on God's grace. When we understand the grace of God, the unmerited favor of God, that we cannot earn it or deserve it, then we will have that remaining, steady, full, unchanging joy. Why? Because no matter what you face in life, you know that you have God's unmerited blessing and favor. Isn't that awesome? You see, when we base it on something beyond our circumstances, beyond ourselves, we can live in that joy. So no matter what we face, we will be full of that joy. No matter what we face, it's always His joy that's become ours, and it's His joy that keeps us full. So it's the awareness of God's grace. So you can see from this that there is a direct correlation between joy and God's grace. It's actually the same thing. Yes. you see that? Yes. Yeah. You see, the people who struggle with this definition, with this biblical definition, are the people who, thinks, who still think religious, who still think legalistic. Well, God's not doing this because I've done this. Oh, he's not. They always look at themselves. How can they enjoy the fullness of their grace if they still put themselves in the picture? We have to take ourselves out of the picture. That's why we can live permanently in their joy. Right? So true biblical joy then is to have the awareness of God's grace in your life. So the more aware you are, the more you recognize God's grace, God's unmerited favor in your life, the more you are living in the fullness of His joy. So true biblical joy then comes when we recognize the real value of God's grace in our lives. His joy is unchanging. His joy is unwavering because His grace is unchanging. His grace is unwavering. Amen? That's awesome. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. So grace, what is grace? Grace is the state of being under God's unmerited blessing and favor all the time and for eternity. Right? Amen. This is why you can be full of joy all the time. John chapter 1 verse 14. Look at this. And the Word was made flesh, not words, He became human, and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. What does it say next? Full of grace and truth. So we can also say that it says, full of joy. Isn't that so? Yes. It's powerful. So the more we recognize God's grace in our lives, the more filled with true joy we are. See, this is why I believe the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says the following. Rejoice evermore. What this tells us is that grace is the atmosphere that God wants us living in. Isn't that so? 
That's another way we can put that. So it's not just in this lifetime, but it's for eternity, because he says evermore. So he wants us living in his joy always. Amen. Now, rejoice, in case you want to know the difference between joy and rejoice, joy is the noun. It's a state of being. But rejoice is you experiencing and expressing that joy. Let me show you, you saw in that verse that it said, rejoice evermore. Let me show you the meaning from the original of that word, rejoice. Watch this. Okay, there it is. It's the word rejoice, and look at what it means, according to the Hellsworth Studies lexicon. To delight in God's grace means to rejoice. Look at that. Literally, to experience God's grace or favor, be conscious, glad for His grace. Can you see how it's connected? So in other words, to be in a state of joy is to understand God's grace is on me. I don't care what those people say. I don't care what I face. I don't care what's going on. His unmerited favor is on me. And then you are glad about it. You delight in it and you experience it and you're conscious of it. That's when you are rejoicing. You see, it takes us right back to God's grace in our lives. Isn't that powerful? So now having said that, let's look at what Jesus said in John 16, 22. Now that we have that understanding, this is going to make more sense. Watch it. Now this is Jesus before his death, burial, and resurrection. And watch what he says to his disciples. And ye now therefore have sorrow. In other words, you're sad because you think I'm dying and I'm leaving and I'm not coming back. But then watch what he says. But I will see you again. Now watch this. And your heart shall rejoice and your joy no man, no person taken from you. Can you see why he could say that and why he said that? Now that we understand joy. So let me rephrase that with the meanings that I gave you for rejoice and joy. And we can easily say this is what Jesus was saying. And your heart will delight in God's grace. And your awareness of it, no one takes away from you. Couldn't you put it that way? Yes. Sure you can, because those are the meanings from the original, right? Or we can also put it this way. <laughs> Listen carefully. After my resurrection, your heart will delight in my grace and awareness of it in your life, which no one will take away from you. Can anyone take away God's grace from your life? No. Even if they give you a different doctrine and they tell you something different, can they take it away from your life once you understand it? No. And this is why it stays in you and it's always with you. Amen. So now, having read that, let me show you something else that is so powerful, understanding those words now. Zephaniah 3.17, watch this. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. Now watch this. He will say, He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. It's prophetically talking about you and me beyond the cross. Mm -hmm. And look at what it's saying. It's saying that God will rejoice. And what does that mean? And God will delight in His grace over you with joy. What does joy mean? The awareness of God's grace. In other words, when God sees us being aware of His grace in our lives, 
He takes the light in His grace over you. And then what does He do? God sings over you when He sees you embracing and living in His grace. And He sings about that with joy. Who before God would sing over you and about you because you got a revelation of grace and you are living in His grace, which brings you great joy because it's His joy, but it also brings Him great joy and He sings about it. You know, one of the things that my dear wife, and she does sing pretty good, but she likes to sing every song that she hears. And so she sings in the car, she sings in the house. I, if I want to enjoy a song by myself, I have to put my headphones on. Otherwise, you'll hear her singing it. She sings every song. And so if you want to enjoy music around her, put your headphones on. Then you won't hear anyone but the artist. And you know, it's wonderful, but it reminds me of that. Can you imagine God watching you? And he sees you having an awareness of grace, joy. And then he sees you delighting in that grace, rejoice. And it moves him so that he gets excited about his grace. And he starts singing over you with grace. And he says, oh, grace, grace, I'm bound more so unto him, unto her. Isn't it powerful? <laughs> anyway, Helena doesn't sing every song that she hears. Some songs she doesn't like. But the ones that she likes... You'll hear her. She's got extra volume. She's got extra decibels. She's got more. She makes you oh yeah, I mean it's like perfect. And you think, and then, you know, I was thinking about this when I was praying. I thought, man, when she really enjoys the song, and especially the ones that have special memories for her, I can tell the joy in her. I can tell she's reliving in that memory, and I can tell she's embracing all the beautiful things about that memory. And that's a small picture of what God goes through when He sees you not only embracing His grace, understanding His grace, delighting in His grace, being aware of His grace, that He gets so excited, He turns the volume up and He starts singing. He says, more grace, more grace, let it just pour on. Don't you find that with people who live in His grace? More grace is about grace upon grace upon grace. Amen. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. Praise yeah. God. But praise God, aren't you excited about the wonderful yeah. grace of God? Yeah. Are, you, are you excited about living in the joy of God? Yeah. The grace of God? We trust that you are blessed by this message. For more information about our ministry or to make a donation to help us continue spreading the gospel, please visit our website at redemptioninjesus.com.